Walking arenas, I'm shutting it down and I'm raising the bar. Y'all look like the kind to get lost in the shuffle, just playing a part. I belong in the light. Y'all can just stay in the dark. Funny how every time they know who we are, but we say who we are. I'ma take care of the light work and I'ma make them fans go loco. Black and yellow in the logo. I got the game in the chokehold. Music drops, everybody puts their hands up like the nay nay. Y'all know just what they say. Shout out to Jay Will for this fire remix of the Undisputed Era. Interesting. Follow him on Twitter at JDeanWilliams and subscribe to his YouTube page, Josiah Williams, for all his wrestling pro freestyles. Check him out. He got ones for uh, Gorillas of Destiny, Finn Balor, and uh, Sasha Banks. I want to welcome you again to the VDOT and Friends podcast. I'm DJ VDOT. A.K.A. your auntie's favorite DJ. A.K.A. your granny's favorite referral coordinator. A.K.A. the late night plumber. (laughs) I'm extremely happy just to have one client. So you know there's no clogs around here. (laughs) I enjoyed my three-day weekend. Had the opportunity to play some tunes at two cookouts. Both were two totally different set lists. Saturday, it was more of a little Latin vibe. You know, I had the J Balvin bumping, the Willie William rocking, more reggaeton, drop some salsa, some merengue. Monday afternoon, uh, the actual Labor Day was more like an episode of TRL. You know, a little bit of some Charlie Puth, some Liam Payne, sprinkle a little bit of Justin Timberlake into that mix. One thing I can say about both events, after a few adult beverages or what Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows would say after reading a few good novels, that's when the requests for the the little babies, the Migos, the little pumps, the Kendricks, all those other little start coming out. You know, I'll DJ for just about any event because it kind of opens you up to different styles of music. Now, I probably never play none of these songs on my commute to work or driving the kids off the basketball practice or something. But by their reaction, I could definitely see that they thought that some of these things were sla- slappers. They were the hot shit. <laughs> we also had a great weekend in wrestling slash sports entertainment. This past weekend, we were able to experience StarCast and All In. If you weren't able to watch them live, you can watch them on demand on New Japan World, uh, I believe Honor Club, and the Fight TV app. Use my promo code KG0WZM. I need to get a real promo code, but use that for the time being and get a $15 credit at sign up.
As always, I want to shout out Anchor for, for getting this app here to feed my creative juices. Make sure you go download that app or at the App Store or Google Play. If you download the app, you can actually be a part of this podcast. You can leave questions or messages for me to answer. You know, down the road, I really want to do a, a little Q&A episode. So uh, go ahead and help your boy out. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at V dot underscore V underscore DJ. Snapchat is DJ V dot seven. Follow me. Let's talk wrestling on social media. Uh, like my page on Facebook is Vincent V dot DJ V dot Creekmore on Facebook. Uh, this week, I think we're going to dive in a little in the all in. Uh, talk about Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live or what I would like to call it. Leo 5 Live. Shout out to Leo Rush. Uh, NXT has some uh, some some memorable moment, moments in uh, the May Young Classic, the first uh, round of matches. First off, uh, I want to say StarCast was probably cool to attend, but some of the events didn't come off that exciting on TV. Uh, but shout out to Conrad, uh, the Podfather Thompson, for even thinking of this idea. Hopefully I'll be able to be a part of one, the next one. Um, some of the things I enjoyed about StarCast, I, I sat here and laughed for about a good hour and 29 minutes to Marty Skrull doing karaoke. Um, little does he know, we became best friends at Wally Mania when I met him, uh, hence the Facebook picture. One of these days he'll figure that out. <laughs> so uh, then I think they had a Botchamania. Uh, Botchamania had a panel of Ron Funchies. Uh, he was pretty funny. Tony Schiavone, that dude's funny without even trying. Just hilarious. And uh, the guy that actually does the Botchamanias, I don't know if you're familiar with those on YouTube. But uh, they tried to warm the crowd up. Then they watched some videos. They couldn't watch any of the main promotions because they didn't want that CND to come anywhere. But uh, for what they did, they did have a, a good time. So if you want to check those out, those are also on the Fight TV app. Make sure you go check them. Uh, now let's get the All In. Now, All In was Saturday, but like I said, it, I had uh, the Bad Bunny blasting through the speakers of the cookout, so... I was unable to watch it live, but I did watch it Sunday morning. I started with uh, Zero Hour. I heard uh, Zero Hour did about 700,000 viewers on the WGN America Network. That's a lot of people watching independent wrestling. So it all the whole Zero Hour started with uh, Cody and the Young Bucks hyping the crowd up with the pyro, with t-shirt guns. They had a cameo from a uh, road warrior animal. He came out on the bike, you know, one of Chicago's forefathers. Crowd was real hype. Uh, first match was the Briscoes, uh, Jay and Mark versus Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian from SCU. Thought this was a good opening match. The crowd was into it. I uh, had a couple of near falls that almost had me. I like the reversal. I like the finish. The uh, reversal from the Doomsday device that the Briscoes had Kazarian up in. Uh, he found a way to turn it into a power slam. Scorpio Sl- Sky. Hit the other Briscoe with the knee to the face and got the pin. Overall, a good match. Uh, next was the over-the-budget Battle Royal. Now, in this match, you had Jay Le- You, If you won, you would have had a, a shot at Jay Lethal in the Ring of Iron Championship on the main card all-in. Some of the combatants, you had Brian Cage uh, from Impact and Lucha Underground. Punishment Martinez from Ring of Honor. Bully Ray. Chicago's favorite son, Coke Cabana, 
uh, the greatest luchador of all time, El Chico Luchador. Billy Gunn had his son, Austin Gunn, with him. That was my first time actually experiencing Austin Gunn. I didn't even know he wrestled. Looks just like his dad, just a short version. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, Rocky Romero, Moose, Jimmy Jacobs, a female, Jordan Grace, uh, Mr. Fun Size, Marco Stunt. Yo, they was throwing this dude around in the air like they were trying to uh, make dough for their deep dish pizza afterwards. But uh, yeah, he, that was definitely exciting. Uh, it was two left in the ring. Well, no, it was uh, the last four I want to say was Cage, Jordan Grace, Colt Cabana, and Bully Ray. Jordan Grace put on a show. She powerbombed Christian Cage, or not Christian Cage, sorry, Brian Cage. Crowd went crazy. She ended up getting eliminated by Bully. Colt got in a, eliminated by Bully. And then here comes El Chico Luchador out of nowhere because he had got powerbombed by Bully Ray at the beginning of the Battle Royal through a table. It's actually Flip Gordon. He takes off the mask, throws Bully Ray off, Flip wins, flips in all in, finally. So the first official match of all in was uh, Matt Cross and MJF. Uh, it was a good first match for, for a main card. I mean, the crowd was really, they did their thing that first hour, made it look good on uh, network TV, but it, they were a little bump burned out. But it still was overall a good match. Had some good spots. Um, Matt Cross, shoot, Matt Cross has been son of Havoc and Lucha Underground. I remember him on Tough Enough uh, with the, uh, the Stone Cold episode, uh, season. But uh, shout out to him. MJF, he's a young guy. He's getting, he's getting his foot in the door. But uh, he's almost there. I think he's the MLW middleweight champion or something like that. But we moved to the next match was uh, the Fatal 4-Way with the women. It had... Uh, Tessa Blanchard versus Chelsea Green versus Madison Rain versus Britt Baker. And that was also a good match. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't on the level of a of a four horsewomen NXT takeover match, but still it was definitely a good match. Uh shout out to Dr. Baker, Britt Baker, for coming out to her Boo Things, Adam Cole's Ring of Honors music. Uh Chelsea Green always always bigged up her man with the uh Broski boot. But uh, Tessa Blanchard ended up winning the match. The next match was Cody versus Nick Aldis for the newly revived NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Now, this build was documented on the uh, NWA 10 Pounds of Gold YouTube series. If you haven't seen that, check it out. It really sets the tone for what we're about to see in this next match. Now, Cody was accompanied with his, his squad. His squad consisted of Tommy Dreamer, uh, Dusty Rose is idle, as he said plenty of times. Uh, his brother-in-laws was flanked next to him. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page, another one of Dusty's good friends. I believe the, uh, if you remember the fur coat that Cody was wearing for a while, it was actually his dad's, but his dad gave it to DDP. A little bit of knowledge. Uh, and Glacier. Didn't know. Had no idea. Oh, and the Siberian Nightmare, Pharaoh, the dog. Aldis had with him Jeff Jarrett, Tim Storm, uh, Sean Davari. Don't know why Davari was there, but Davari was there. This felt like a nineteen eighty, like it was nineteen eighty five in the Greensboro Coliseum. I mean, I wouldn't know exactly how that felt, but it sounded good, so I thought I'd go with it. Uh, so we get through the match. Cody tries a high risk maneuver. He tries a springboard, I guess, body press, but Nick Aldis catches him with the elbow to the face. Cody's kind of concussed. 
start seeing the blood. I don't know. I don't know if he really hit him, but so there was some blood around. So DDP comes out to check on Cody, and out comes Davari, and Davari's over here doing Davari things, you know, the antagonist. And as this happened, DDP gives him the picture perfect five star diamond cutter, and then the match starts back up. All this commenced to beat down Cody. Pal drivers just flinging them around because I want to say Aldis is at least 30 to 40 pounds heavier than, than Cody. Aldis is a beast. Uh, Brandy took a spot. She was trying to save her man, saying enough is enough. She ended up getting elbow dropped from the top rope from Aldis, which set up Cody getting up, hitting him with the crossroads, only for a two count. But Cody, in traditional NWA fashion, wins the title with the roll up. And becomes the first father-son duo to ever hold the NWA championship. The same exact championship at that. Now, the best match of the night for me was Bad Boy Joey Janela versus Hangman Adam Page in a Chicago street fight. Joey Janela had Penelope Ford with him, his uh, his side, his side jank. And yo, she's dope. She, I, I'm surprised I've never seen her wrestle anywhere but where I saw her from All In. And I'm really not familiar with a lot of Joey Janela action. I've seen some gifs online. He does some crazy spots. I saw him on Dojo Pro Wrestling, but it wasn't he wasn't in his bag. Now this was what he's known for. I mean, there was tables, ladders, chairs. Hangman Adam Page ended up winning with the his finishing move, the Rider Package, which is kind of like a reverse tombstone. If that's the best way I can explain it, off of a ladder and through a table. Then the lights go out, the lights come back on, and it's a gang of dicks. Yeah, I said it, it's a gang of dick, dicks. Dick, dru- dick Druids. You know, uh, when Undertaker will always make his return after being gone for a long period of time. He has like eight guys come out dressed in black with their torches, and then he walks through. Well, imagine that, but penises. Okay, so, Joey Ryan, who... Fake this death from being the elite comes out, commenced to uh, beat down Paige. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with, with the whole being the elite series, but pretty much all of All In went off of what they've been doing on their YouTube show. Uh, next was the solid match between Jay Lethal, who also on being the elite has been having issues with being Jay Lethal and being Black Machismo. He had flipped and he he came out as Black Machizo, had his brother Lanny Poffo out to support him. Flip Gordon had Brandy flagged by him. Overall, it was a good match. Throughout the match, Jay Lethal couldn't figure out if he was going to be Jay Lethal or Black Machismo. There was a spot where he picked up Brandy and liked to recreate WrestleMania 4 when he put it on his shoulders after winning the title. It was pretty funny, pretty funny spot. But eventually, Jay Lethal got it right. And hit him with the lethal injection for the win. Now, the next match. Now, this is just my opinion. It, it really didn't live up to the hype for me. You had the best bout machine. The number one pro wrestler, according to Pro Wrestling Illustrated this year. Kenny Omega, the IWGP champion. Versus one of the hottest rising stars on the indies. Lucha Underground's favorite son. Impact, impact side piece MLW's boyfriend Pentagon Jr. 
And the match started started off kind of weird. Like, like we were expecting to see, I guess we were expecting to see like a 30-minute five-star Kenny Omega classic. But it just, didn't, it just didn't go off that way. I don't know if it was due to time constraints or what, but. It started to speed up towards the end. You had the, the near finishes. Pentagon was working the arm. Snapped the arm. But Kenny still was able to hit him with the one-wing angle. One-wing angel, I'm sorry. And then the lights go out again. And then it's what it seems to be Pentagon Jr. But Pentagon Jr. starts beating up Kenny Omega. Then he hits him with two cold breakers. Once you saw the cold breaker, everybody knew who it was. He took the mask off, and it's Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho then says, I'll see you on the cruise. So, not only was... Here's the thing. Chris Jericho performed in Kansas earlier that afternoon, flew a plane, got to Chicago, beat up Kenny Omega, then flew again to make his next show. I don't know how Chris... I don't know how he does it, but uh, he seems to make his moves in silence like lasagna. Shout out to Lil Wayne. But next was another good match. I think number two, the best, uh, number two, in my opinion, was uh, Okada versus the villain Marty Skrull. Okada was te- has been teasing Marty on being the elite for being a small guy. Aren't you a junior heavyweight? Oh, I'm going to beat you, send you to 205 Live. I thought my uh, best friend Marty was going to pull it out. Pause. But uh, after blocking Okada's Rainmaker with his umbrella. But Okada eventually hit the, the Rainmaker. Match was over. It was a, definitely a good match. Uh, the main event, you had the Golden Elite, Kota Ibushi and the Young Bucks versus Bandito, uh, Ray, fin- uh, Ray Phoenix, and the God MC, Ray Mysterio Jr. Now, due to time constraints there, uh, this match was pretty quick. But still, the match was fire. And if you didn't think that we weren't going to see a Meltzer driver to close out the show of the biggest independent show of all time, then you don't watch wrestling. <laughs> Come on now. But uh, definitely got to give a shot, give a give the minds of Cody and the Young Bucks a standing ovation. Um, will I think we'll see another All In too? I don't know. I don't know. Does this change the game for? Uh, for the coming months, because like I said uh, in the previous podcast, all these guys are free agents by January 2019. I think it's going to be very, very difficult for Vince and the squad uh, to woe these guys in to, um, to bring them in. Because uh, let's be honest, all in exceeded all expectations. Will Ring of Honor be able to even lock these guys in into a long-term deal again? I don't think that they will actually do a two-year contract again just because how hot they are. And they can sell out arenas on their own. Ring of Honor really... Actually, Ring of Honor has never done an arena. And the Elite did it on their own. So why wouldn't they be able to do it again? Would New Japan even be able to lock these guys into a long-term contract? Don't know. Are they tired of making the, those 18-hour plane rides from Japan every three or four weeks? Do you think their time is, is past in New Japan? Maybe New Japan is trying to build up some more local characters. Maybe trying to finally 
pull the trigger with Naito. We'll see. We'll see how that goes down the road. Man, that was a that was a lot of wrestling here for uh for me being by myself. I think I did a pretty good job there. Uh let me uh take a small break and then um we'll we'll start to talk about the week that was the WWE. Yeah, like I said, that was a lot of wrestling, man. Definitely had to watch that on my free time because I didn't want to hog the TV. <laughs> so like I said in last week's podcast, I'm looking for someone that considers herself an artist. Looking for some type of illustration, if you will. My drawing skills are at least a two and a half stars at best. But... I want to see some of y'all ideas. Um, I want to find a, a, a design, a logo for this here V Dot and Friends podcast. Be like my little stamp of approval. Once I get that design, you know I'm definitely gonna hit my homie Chris up with Beach Imprints, get some T-shirts printed, and the person who designs it, I'll send one straight to you. You'll be one of the the friends on the show. Who knows? Maybe we'll have you on on the show for a little uh, wrestling discussion but say you got a car wash coming up uh, because your kids your kid is on a AAU football team a Pop Warner team they're gearing up for this tournament in Florida so y'all figure out through a car wash then raise the money to get there you want some shirts printed hit up Beach Imprints or you and your groomsmen are gearing up for your bachelor party. Or you and your bridesmaids are gearing up for that bachelorette party. And y'all want everybody to know that you're out here living your best life. You ain't going back and forth with them. Hit up Beach Imprints. He could throw some shirts together for you. Make y'all the talk of the town. Contact them at beachimprints at outlook.com. That's B E A C H I M P R I O P R I N T S at outlook.com. Or by phone at 757 303 7178. Now, with all the buzz that All In created over the weekend, you know the E really had to come correct you know they can't let the indie guys outdo them so let's go ahead and uh, jump right in to Monday Night Raw now Monday Night Raw started off they started the show with Braun Strowman Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler talking about how they beat down the shield last week they're better than the shield you know talking their ish which would bring the Hounds of Justice out. You start to hear the Sierra, Sierra, Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta. Shield, uh, so the Shield comes out. Try to run out the run down. Get some shots off of the three gentlemen in the ring. Which clears out the locker room. And holds the Shield back. And eventually the Shield gets arrested. 
I really don't know where they were going with that opening segment. The whole pull apart deal, we've seen that at least five times this year alone. Uh, we get it. They don't like each other and they, they want to fight. We get it. Let them go ahead and fight. Hopefully, hopefully that'll happen one of these days. Alright, so we move a little bit forward. We, in, we get introduced to a new tag team. Uh, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Not to use any puns or anything, but that was definitely a glorious pairing. Um, whoever thought of that idea, shout out to them. They worked together like they've been tag team champions 10 times for the past 10 years. Chad Gable's a wrestling machine, and Bobby Roode's not too bad himself, you know? Um, don't know where it's going to end up heading, though, down the line. I mean, there's already a whole bunch of tag teams on on Raw. You got the B team. You have the Ascension that's been getting some burn lately. You got Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Now you have them. You have the Shield. I don't know how they're going to fit into this. You have uh, AOP, which um, introduced a a new chapter in their story. Uh, Drake Maverick, the 205 Live general manager, now rocks with them. It kind of looked like you were... uh, Going to a costume party, a family costume party, or maybe it was Halloween, and your dad and your uncle were going to dress like this, and you're going to dress like them, and y'all are going to be the mini version of the Shield for Halloween. That's kind of how it how it portrayed on TV. Um, I'm gonna keep open mind on it though. I, I definitely want to see where that takes place. But then again, it's another tag team. Maybe they'll actually start to use the three hours that they have wisely, or a little bit better. Uh, but moving forward, we had a match with Natalia versus Alexa Bliss. Bliss had the bad girls, the mean girls, Alicia Fox and Mickey James with her. Uh, Ronda Rousey was, of course, with Natalia. It was a good match, a good TV match. Uh, you had the, the mean girls stepping in, doing cheating tactics, hitting Natalia while the ref wasn't looking. And Alexa Bliss won the match with a armbar, I guess, Throwing her her, her salt to uh, Ronda Rousey. So Ronda gets in the ring. Checks on Natty. Gets in Alexa's face. Here comes Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox gets slung around again. It kind of looked like you go to the beach. You lay your towel down. You enjoy your tan. Or you just enjoy the sun rays. Your vitamin D. You get up and you start shaking your towel. To get all the sand off. That's what it looked like. When Ronda flings Alicia Fox. Now we were supposed to get a tag team re- a tag team championship uh rematch between the B team and the Revival. Uh but there was a backstage segment with Baron Corbin, uh the acting general manager, Dolph Ziggler, Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre screaming they want competition because the Shield got arrested and sent to jail. So Baron Corbin pretty much said go find you a match. So that proceeds uh, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler to go ahead and beat down the Revival backstage. So they're awarded a a tag team championship opportunity. Uh, After a a pretty good match with the B team, uh, Dolph Ziggler and Drew ended up winning. And now they are the new Raw Tag Team Champions. So I wonder if the Shield are going to end up with all the belts here within the next month or so. and, uh, And go to... Australia for the Super Show with every title. Which would mean every title won't be defended on the Super Show because I believe it's a six-man tag already booked. But we'll talk about that once that time comes.
Next we get Bobby Lashley, uh, I believe Sunil Singh, and Jinder Mahal in the ring, uh, trying to find let Bobby find his inner peace. Doing the whole Shanti thing. They're sitting Indian style in the middle of the ring. And then out comes Kevin Owen, who recently quit last week. And I guess I wasn't right about my all-in prediction. I thought maybe WWE would let this man do that for a split second. I mean, they let Hideo Itami go wrestle for Pro Wrestling Noah recently. So we'll see how that goes. But anyway, Kevin Owens came, attacked Bobby Lashley, powerbombed uh, power him on the turnbuckle, or the, not the turnbuckle, but on the side of the ring, uh, left him laying. So I guess Bobby Lashley and Kevin Owens are going to be the next program. I hope it hope it works out. Uh, Bobby has been doing better after he got the the nod from Roman Reigns. He has been uh, stepping up. Ginger, I feel sorry for him. I mean, he did have his time. Matter of fact, don't feel sorry for him. Keep get, keep keep doing you, dog. Keep doing you, dog. I'm, I'll be intrigued and excited for everything. All right. Then we have uh, HBK. He comes out hyping up the match between Triple H and and the Undertaker. Kind of don't know if I if I want to see this match either. I mean, I know it'll be a good match, but I think I've seen it enough. But Shawn Michaels coming out hyping the match. He he believes that Triple H is going to pull it off because the Undertaker WrestleMania streak is over. He's a changed man. That's so Triple H got this in the bag. Then you hear the the Almighty Gong. The Undertaker ends up in the ring. Starts talking real spicy to Shawn Michaels, saying, I'm the one that retired your career. And HBK says, I'm not going to be like these other wrestlers. I could have came back. I could have came back plenty of times. But out the re- I, just want- I didn't come back off the respect for you. So who knows where this is going to lead. Maybe Shawn Michaels will be the referee this time against the- against for the Triple H versus Undertaker match. But we'll see how that goes in October. Now, Raw ended with The Shield finding a way out of jail. Uh, Roman Reigns was driving the police car back with his homies in the back. Uh, the main event was Braun Strowman versus Finn Balor. And Finn, Finn was getting off a little bit, but out comes Ziggler. Out comes McIntyre. They start the, the beat down. Then the police car pulls in. It's The Shield. They jump out. And as they're walking towards the ring, here comes... All the heels of the locker room, uh, led by Kevin Owens, and they all put a hurting on the shield. They worked the shield. Uh, I believe Seth Rollins got thrown through the glass of the po- the police paddy wagon, cut himself up. He's all right though, but uh, they drug him. Dean Ambrose got knocked out. Uh, Drew Gulak was was coaching the AOP on beating down Roman Reigns. I like the end in the Raw. Raw was overall it was a decent show. It was a it was a decent show. I mean, it wasn't something to be like I'm gonna talk about for the next week or so, but it did it. It did what it needed to do. Now let's jump on in the SmackDown, the A show. Uh, we start with the Miz and Misses out there looking for Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella because they want to punch them in the face, hyping up that Hell in a Cell match between the two. Of course, Daniel and Bree weren't there. That's what that's what a heel does. They make sure nobody's there to actually test what they're trying to say. So, eventually, Bree and Brian get there, and of course, Miz and Maurice is gone. They're eating dinner. So the Danielsons uh, ended up in a match with 
Andrade Cien Almas and Selena Vega flanked on the outside. Man, that was a it was a banging match too. That match was good. Um, Andrade Cien Almas is is really stepping into his role. I believe he will be a main event player this time next year. They try to uh, I guess they're trying to see how his mic work is. He got he got a little way to go. I mean, but of course English is his second language, so we just got to give him some time. That's why he has Selena there. But his moves are are fire. Like he he he's he's a beast in the ring. At the end of that match, because Daniel Bryan, I, I believe, won, uh, Bree comes in and gives the knee of all knees to Zelina Vega. Uh, the whiplash looked like one of those crash test dummies from the 80s uh, commercials that they used to run straight into the car to talk about drugs and you shouldn't do those. But, yeah, the whiplash was horrible. So we move on. We had a tag team uh, qualifying match. It was another triple threat. Uh, the Usos versus Sanity versus Rusev Day. Uh, the Usos are, in my opinion, one of the top five tag teams in the world today. Uh, top three, besides the New Day and the Young Bucks. But uh, it was a surprising victory from uh, Rusev Day. So next week, it'll be Rusev Day versus The Bar. And the winner uh, wrestles the New Day at Hell in a Cell. We had an interview with Charlotte and Becky. Uh, I don't know if uh, what what the what the E were trying to do with uh, making a heel Becky Lynch. I guess it didn't work because we've been looking for two years waiting for her. I mean, I feel like now she relates more with the consumer because. Let's be honest, there's a lot of people that work hard and feel like they're being the model employee and get overlooked constantly. They can definitely relate with Becky Lynch. So I like the dynamic now. It's more former friends. They just got a problem. They got to settle it. Nobody's really the bad guy. Nobody's really the good guy. Becky's not bantering to the crowd. And Charlotte, to an extent, isn't either. So it's definitely just... Two friends that got to get this out of their system. We'll see if they can turn it around once this is over. But I'm I'm ready for this feud. I'm ready to see how it goes. I'm glad they pulled the trigger with this one when they could have pulled it with Becky or I'm sorry with Bailey and Sasha on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Naomi had a match against the Iconics again. Uh, this time she actually pulled it out. The Iconics start to jump her, and here comes a returning Oscar that's been hidden ever since the last loss she had. Um, I think they dropped the ball with Asuka, too. Even if she didn't win at WrestleMania, she should she at least should be champion now. She should have be she should have been the one to beat Carmella. I don't know if maybe this was the route they were thinking the whole time with the whole WWE women's title picture. Me personally, I would have held off and let Charlotte win the Royal Rumble. The face of champion ever choosing, but I'm not a booker. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just watch it on TV. Uh, let's give a shout out to R Truth. First main event in over seven years. Closing the show out against the Miz. Uh, Miz had Maurice with them, but R Truth had Carmelo. If you've been seeing the the, uh, the backstage antics of R Truth saying I need to beat Carmelo so I can get a title opportunity, he's out there. Uh, that's that's R Truth for you. But that was a good match. Uh, the match. 
got a little bit better once uh, Daniel Bryan and Bree made their way back to the arena after looking for the Miz and Maurice. Uh, they try to get in the ring and they attack them too. And here comes uh, Andrade Almas and Zelina Vega again to help Maurice and the Miz out. But the show ended with the Danielsons with yes locks on Almas and Vega. So SmackDown always delivered. Oh yeah, we did have a, a AJ Styles Samoa Joe confrontation. Joe's still doing the spiel. I'm gonna send your daddy home. And AJ is being his pit bull self. I'm excited for that match. I wish that match was a Hell in a Cell match, but I guess we already have uh, a good good few of those, especially with Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy. I guess it can only be two on the two on the card. So we'll see how that goes. Now we go to 205 Live. Now 205 Live, we know it's definitely a work in progress. They're, they're trying to get their foot in the door on exactly what that show is going to be. So they kind of recycle, they've been recycling some, some feuds and some storylines. I think they've been drawing out a little too long. Like um, Tony Nese and um, the Juggernaut. He just, his Blake Murphy. Who? Um, versus the Lucha House Party, like that's been going on for a good month and a half, two months, and they're just their tag team matches and their singles matches and their tag team matches. I I think it's time for them to to part ways and and maybe find somebody else to uh go after. They should just go ahead and bring out these cruiserweight championships like that's been rumored for the past couple of months, and then we can have a reason why they're fighting over and over again. Uh, the Cedric Alexander Drew Gulak feud took another uh, turn, another page in their in their story rivalry. Um, I did enjoy the SummerSlam match with them. I'm glad it wasn't just a one and done. Maybe Drew will end up the cruiserweight champion. I think he he deserves it. He he's been on fire ever ever any position they put him in with the no fly zone, the being Enzo's lackey. He. He's shining with flying colors each time they've asked him to do so. So I wouldn't be mad if Gulak get a chance, get a little run with the title. Let's move on to NXT. Uh, NXT what was a good NXT episode. Cassius Ono started off the uh, the night with the elbow to Kono Reeves, the finest, the finest loser. <laughs> But uh, Ono gets on the mic and said, I'm tired of being, pretty much I'm tired of being overlooked. You get your new toy every couple of months and then I kind of get pushed to the back. Well, not anymore. You're going to have to go through me and then I'll push you to the back of the line. I'm a Cassius Ono fan, death by elbow. I wish he was on TV a little bit more, but like he said it himself. Every three or four months, a new toy comes around. So, but we'll see how, how this goes. I'm really excited for that. Still looking for who killed Aleister Black or who injured Aleister Black. Uh, we had a Street Profit sighting. Uh, they had a great uh, showing and a losing effort to the Forgotten Sons uh, with a little help from TM61. So I guess that feud is going to go on a little bit longer too. We had Shayna Baszler come out and attack Kyrie Sane after her match. Uh, the main event was... Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano versus the Velveteen Dream. Uh, it was a great match. You know, those two guys can, can work with anybody. So working together, we're going to get a great match. 
uh, Velveteen Dream ended up getting the win. And then uh, as the show closed, we're getting the Johnny Wrestling Chance along with Johnny Failure. Because that's what Velveteen Dream's been calling uh, Johnny Wrestling as of late. Johnny Failure. And I don't know where this is going. You think you think that's the it's gonna be the end of Johnny Gargano in NXT? You think they're gonna move him up to two oh five or or where do you think this is gonna go? I think it might I think his ship has sailed in NXT. He didn't win the title, but he still looks dominant. He still has the crowd behind him, most of the crowd. So I think the move for him will probably be 205 Live here soon. And uh, so we get to uh, after NXT. After NXT was the first set of matches between for the May Young Classic, where the, uh, the finals will take place at the Evolution pay-per-view in October. First match was Tegan Knox. Uh, versus Satara. Now, this was my first experience seeing Tegan. I've heard she has been fighting injuries here. Um, it just was able to come back for this uh, second installment of the Mae Young Classic. But, yo, she got some moves. She 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 got the moves. She has charisma. Um, I, think, I think WWE might have a star in their hands so they can move some of these girls up. Um, Satara did exactly what she was supposed to do. She was an excellent heel. She did heel moves. She worked the body parts. She worked the the previously surgically repaired knee. Uh, but Knotts ended up getting the uh, the win. Second match was uh, Rhea Ripley versus MJ Jenkins. And uh, Rhea Ripley, she's, that's, I believe they said she's 21. She was in the first May Young Classic. Um, but... Let's uh let's I'll be honest I really didn't remember I mean I remember seeing the face but I don't really remember seeing her matches. This year she came ready. Um she looked incredibly good. Like imagine they were trying to compare her to Charlotte on how how she towers over her opponents and how athletic she is. But in my opinion, I would compare her to Randy Orton. Like it looks like wrestling is is not hard for her to do. She she looks like running water. She caught Jenkins. Uh, Jenkins was going for a springboard drop kick, one of her signature moves, and she caught Jenkins with a a picture perfect drop kick and had her fall on the floor. Uh, like the finishing move, but Rhea Rhea Ripley is is definitely one to watch here in the near near future. Um, I believe she actually won the. Uh, WWE NXT UK Championship um, recently, but that shows she's not going to win this. Sorry for the spoiler, guys. <laughs> but yeah, she is the uh, in the WWE NXT UK Women's Champion at the moment. Uh, next, we had Vanessa Craven versus Lacey Lane. Uh, Lacey Lane trained by the Dudleys. Um, wrestled uh, Leo Rush, who was actually in the... Uh, in the crowd for this one. And another... Hold on. Before I co- go back into this, please put the man of the hour on 205 Live every week. I am tired of seeing this man talk. Let this man show y'all why he is the man of the hour. Why he is the 23-year-old piece of gold. We need that. We need that. But let's go back. Lacey Lane, uh, 
very athletic girl, former uh, basketball player at Shaw University. She, uh, I believe she was Division II uh, Player of the Year. Uh, she botched one of her moves, though, but um, shout out to the announce team for, for trying their best to, like, cover it up. Um, Renee Young was quick on her, her reaction. Uh, she said, you know how it is. It's surprising you try new moves in the heat of competition, but you're out here to shine. Like, kudos to Renee. Renee, high five. Virtual high five. Um, but Craven, they call her the monster. She was like, she's 6'2", 200 pounds. So she's basically me, but she, she's a female. And she, she did a pretty good job, too. She wasn't as, as dominating as uh, the alpha male uh, Miss Gabbard. Um, from last season, but definitely she was a a, a definitely good performer. Uh, and then the main event of the evening was uh, Mako Satamura versus Killer Kelly. Now, I've I've heard of of, of um, Satamura. Um, I I'm not really a Stardom fan, so I really haven't watched any any of her. Um, her great greatest matches or whatever they call her the boss. It's like you know when you play your video game and you beat all the levels and you get to get to the final guy. That's what Miko Satamora is. Um, didn't know she used to wrestle for. She wrestled the episode of a uh, WCW Nitro as a sixteen year old. That was a uh, cool to to find out. Uh, Killer Kelly, she she's excellent, man. Yo, she's a a technical beast. She has that that British style wrestling background. Um, amazing but uh this was one of the best technical matches i've seen in a long time by anyone like from the holes the chain wrestling the the submissions just hard hitting i mean it definitely got a standing ovation at the end of the night and it was definitely a way to uh to end the show uh so i guess that is uh it for the um the wwe week um, I enjoyed it. I'm excited to see the next round episodes of the May Young Classic. I want to see where we're going to go with this whole Shield versus Braun, Drew, and uh, Dolph Ziggler rivalry. Want to see where we're going to go with this uh, this new tag team of Chad Gable and uh, Bobby Roode. Looking forward to the future. I mean, we got the Super Show coming up soon. We got Hell in a Cell, I believe, next week, uh, September 16th. I'll be tuned in on that on the WWE Network. But, yep, that's it. Um, you know the social media. Twitter and Instagram is djv.757. That is Snapchat. I apologize. Snapchat is djv.757. Twitter and Instagram is v dot underscore the underscore DJ. Once again, uh, download this Anchor app so we can have a good Q&A. Um, subscribe on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Google Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe, rate, Give me a rate and let me get on on these uh, these charts of the sport and recreation category. Trying to get popping. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think we're going to keep the podcast on Fridays. Um, I've been trying to figure that out 
from the very first episode to now. I think Fridays work best for me. Uh, it's kind of towards the end of my work week. And then if I'm not DJing anywhere, it definitely gives me time to, uh, to put this out. I got a wedding, this, a wedding reception this afternoon that I got to do. Um, then I have a 80-year-old birthday party next week. I want to see how that goes. I um, actually went and met up with them today. They say the granddad, he might be 80, but he thinks he's 23. So I want to see how he reacts to the shoot dance. <laughs> um, that should be a fun time. But yes, yeah, subscribe to the podcast on everywhere where podcasts available. Follow me on social media. Have a great weekend and I'll see you next week.